Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. between his two eyes right here if you measure every inch counts a foot is estimation that one came out at what i thought you 12 said 12 5 12 5 yeah so do, so Estimate. does that one does that one measure out correctly you measure yeah the whole so this gator? one this one measured out correctly this one i was able to, to put a tape on the entire body of the gator this was the first gator i ever legally hunted with uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. well, i like that legally yeah hunting. well I, i've been there been well, there done that so because the whole the whole process of it was I got started uh, with uh, with with being around gators by my grandfather, and he was always fishing with them. He'd catch gators and he'd reel them in on a hook or something by accident or whatnot, and he'd pick them up. He'd let me see them and hold them, and I liked them for a long time since then. And and then I moved over to a pop about four and a half years ago, and the landlord that I was renting from was right on Lake Apopka. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always had issues with gators coming up onto the big piece of property. So he hired the nuisance gator trappers to come out and they draw tags for that property to remove large freaking gators. I mean, the largest gator they pulled out of Lake Apopka was 13, like six is the Ooh. one they pulled out. He was massive. Oh, you go down that wildlife drive, man. And there's, there's, some, there's just lines so, of monsters left and right. Are you, uh, I thought I saw you post something there. Are you getting yep. your trapper's license? So I've already got my trapper's license. Okay. I've got my I'm a I'm an official uh alligator trapping agent now. Um pretty easy to do, but the whole reason I got into it was because the two trappers who I met four and a half years ago, I I ran into them again a couple of years ago and we've been hanging out since then and they're kinda taking me under their wing for the most part and showing me the ropes of becoming a nuisance alligator trapper. So that's that's something that I've got lined up right now that I'm I'm looking forward to doing. I got I got to get some uh, experience behind my yeah. behind my back before yeah. I do anything. But it's nice that you know get all that experience from these guys that are much older. They've been doing it for shoot years. They've lived in a popco winter garden area for a long time. So I know I did a dang. Uh, <laughs> I did a ride along with Eustace PD one time, and uh, we had to go to a call at Publix that was at fourteen or nineteen and forty four, and there was a. Uh, call of a gator in the parking lot yeah how, and i'm how? like oh yeah this is gonna be sweet right they ended up calling a trapper and stuff it's like a little three foot gator or like two and a half foot gator right around the parking lot and i'm like dude i'll go catch that with my hands and the guy's like no stay away from it like the officers i'm like 
I think, caught way bigger than that with my hand. <laughs> I think the whole I think the whole reason with them not wanting you to touch it is the fact that if they show up and you do touch it and yeah. something was to happen to you, oh, I, think, yeah, I believe they're liable for yeah. lawsuits or so whatever kind of garbage. That but, nuisance trapper had the had the biggest time trying to catch it. <laughs> do, you, do you need a gator to trap? What's that? I got a buddy that's got a gator and he's gone. A gator and he's gone. Yeah. How big of a property is it on? Um I don't know how big he is. Yeah. Um, Sanford. It's in Sanford. Uh, I don't know if the guys that I work with, because they're all, all the, all the nuisance gator trappers, they're all kind of like, um, like they got all separate zones and areas that they okay. work and whatnot. So, I mean, hey, a lot but, of times, um, a lot of times all your, your buddy has to do is call in, uh, is to call into FWC nuisance gator trappers and say, Hey, I've got this gator that's being a nuisance on my property, you know, coming in. Being a threat and whatnot. Well, he thinks he thinks his neighbor's been feeding it. Oh uh, well, that there's your answer right there. If his neighbor's been feeding it, call the call the nuisance gator trappers. They'll they'll come out there and they'll they'll handle it. I mean, Are you recording right now? Oh, I've been recording. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some other stuff I was going to go into, but I ain't going to do it if we're recording. But uh, <clears throat> so. He forgot to mention that his buddy lives in Mexico. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, if you guys have not figured it out already, we're talking uh, gator hunting because was it Monday? The fit? No, it's uh, Friday, right? Friday. Well, yep. so by the time this comes out, last Friday, the Friday be before, open. you'll st- it, when this comes out on Monday, you'll still be able to apply for the first phase. Well, not just. The, it's the first phase to draw. Is it right. like the uh, what's today's date? The the sixth yes. May sixth through the sixteenth. Huh, okay, you have ten days. Two days away. Yeah. Yeah. So Friday you'll be able to put in for phase one of the gator application for for gator tags in Florida. And when you draw gator tags, you draw two. Correct. Two. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, what's the price on gator tags? If Briar or, or somebody explain last, to me how this how this works. Last time I checked, it was about two seventy five. I would say last so. time I checked it was about two seventy five. So is that per tag or is that that's for two tags? Two, that's it for sounds everything. Like, it sounds like the price has gone up since I last looked at. it. That is uh, out the door. Okay. Everything that that include that price includes everything you need. If you want a breakdown of that, and you go to FWC's website, they give you a breakdown of what everything costs. The total is obviously about two seventy five, two eighty, something like that. But it gives you a breakdown of what everything you're paying for. Uh, they tell you how to apply, your application dates. It's all right there. All the information you need to gator hunt is right there on FWC's website. They even give you like tutorials on what you need to do. So hot tip before we get to the tip of the week: if you're thinking, "Man, two seventy five for two gators is really expensive," here's what you can do: you get with a buddy who's got the two hundred seventy five bucks. And he applies or she applies for tags, right? Then when they draw tags. So when you apply for tags, you have to put a credit card in there. And if you draw, you're actually going to see them take the 275 out of your bank account before you get the email that you, you drew yeah. your tags. No, not necessarily. But um, but if you draw, you have to pay. So in, yeah, the, past, yeah, it, so yeah. in the past, I gave you a limited amount of time to pay. But, but now, if you put it in, you draw. You have to pay. Well, now they test you. Then now they test it, and if you don't have the money, they don't. You don't yeah. get drawn. It's like yeah. a five. They, it shows originally as like a five dollar hold or something. Yeah, and then that money comes out after that. So all that is explained on FWC's website. 
you get you get that your your friend there to put in for gator tags if they got the 275 bucks if you draw then you can go back and half that between the two of you and then you buy a trapper's apprentice no what's that what's that the license it's like 50 bucks I think that's it's, the that's the alligator trapping agent license. That yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that that's what that's what the the guys that I've been working with that's what they have me get. That way I can go anytime right. they get a call or anything like that to go with them and work with a gator just so I can and so I can learn. That's, that's all you need to hunt is that tag and that alligator agent right. trapping to, license well, because but gators to handle it. Two dollars. One other thing I I do know as I was reading on FWC's website is they were saying um, that's that's if you're hunting the gator, but if you're going out with the group and you're just driving the boat or something like that, you don't have to have it. So right. yeah, you I have to have it to handle the gator yeah, and to assist handle the gator. catch him. So yes. I, I talked to an FWC officer and it was explained that if you do not like, so if you're like doing what Sid have Sid said, you're just on the boat, you're driving the boat, you can hold the light, but the minute you touch a rope or a fish, a pole to cast on a gator or something, then you're helping, and you have to have the the agent license. What I'm getting at though is, is because there are two tags to one person. If you had mm-hmm. a good friend, you want a gator hunt together, and you both Y'all want to take a it. gator, you can split the cost of the two tags, and then you buy your trapper's agent license. You can hunt together and both tag a gator and harvest the meat, and yes. then take that home individually with the tag. Yep. And now you both got a gator, and you've had a heck of a time. Okay, so talking about getting the meat and all, what I did last year. And I paid absolutely zero for processing. Now, I didn't end up with like, you know, 100 pounds of meat from a big 10 and a half foot alligator. But I got like 20 pounds of meat, which is a pretty good amount, 20 pounds of meat. That's a, that's a lot of gator that's, meat. Because gator's not something you're like, oh, we're going to fry up gator spaghetti tonight. I got me guess you could, but. Yeah, I mean, right. it's not like for, personally, I, I like alligator meat, but I got to be in the mood to eat out. So 20 pounds is a lot. Yeah. But what oh, he yeah. did is he. The processor I took the gator to, he even sent a head off to the taxidermist for me. Like, I didn't even have to pick it up and take it anywhere. So, that got sent off for me. Then, I didn't pay anything for the processing. He sold 70% of the meat, and I got to keep 30%. So, that's that's an interesting thing about gators, because we kind of covered this, or I tried to cover this earlier. Gators aren't considered game species, right? They're They're... I'm not sure what realm they fit in, but you they can sell the meat commercially. Yes. Yeah. So, so you can when you go to a processor or used to be there were places you could just hide buyers and stuff like that. You can sell the hide and the meat and recoup some of your money back. It's if you wanted to. Yeah, it's been a couple years since I've. Uh, it's been quite a few years since it's been worth yeah. trying to do that. I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you really know your stuff and you're really good at gator hunting, you can go out and if you can consistently kill like eleven foot gators, you can make money on it. Ah, well you throw per se, yeah. Once you throw in gas and everything, you're 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 paying your tags your tags back at like ten to eleven foot. Right, you're paying for your tags. Right, well that's like uh, that's the the trappers that I've been working with. You know, they obviously this is not a full time kind of gig for them because they can't i mean they can make a little bit of money off but they don't profit as much as you might think that you would profit off it mainly because a lot of the times they're getting calls and they're going out and going out and going out and they don't have the time to process it so they just sell it directly to the processor and they handle it from there that's that's kind of a cut off deal right there and they just pay them right out the door 
All right. I, I just realized, man, we got to do some introductions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm your yeah. host. Yeah. I'm your host, Will. I got Jordan with me. I'm here. Let's do it. I got Briar. Hi, y'all. And I got Mr. Sid Curtis. Yep. I'm here, guys. How's you, it going? You've heard about Sid before because Sid's the man who gave me the uh, oh. scratchy alcohol wipes from my rear end. Yep. <laughs> hey, where's that Where's that bottle of hand sanitizer you were going to get me to, yeah. to use? I'm <laughs> looking a, forward yeah. to, to getting a little mystery it, when we go on that trip. Hand sanitizer and, and that, 80 grit sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's that bottle of La Bullet a, Bourbon right there. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I'll hand it on over here. <laughs> but Sid, Sid's been around uh, with us for quite some time. Um, I think. Pretty uh, pretty two, active in the group and two, coming to a lot of our. Two years now, two and a half years, I think. Yeah, small game hunts. Yeah. and. Uh, we, I, I didn't even know you were the gator hunter that you were until, you know, we we're talking earlier this week in our little group chat. Brian's like, you need to get a hold of Sydney. He, he's, a, he's a gator hunting fool. And I was like, oh, well, all right, let me text him. So, and then, and then here you are, and you bring in these two big old gator skulls. Like you say, like, I'm going to bring in a couple skulls. I'm thinking, like, one's a big one, and one's like, I got a six footer, too. Check this out. This is my first trial run. But good Lord, Sid. Yeah. Now, I got a, I've got a third one that's supposed to be coming in. It's the, uh, it's the third gator that I've hunted with the, uh, with the trappers, and, and they worked it out with the, with the processor. They're going to let me get to keep the skull when it comes back. So, that's pretty cool. Something I'm looking good forward deal. to. So you got these two gators here. Tell me the sizes we got here. All right. So this one sitting right here in front of me, directly facing me, like he's about to eat my face off. This one came in at 10, five, 10 foot five. And uh, the one behind him, that one came in at roughly about maybe 12, four, 12, five, right around there. That's a big gator. That was a, a big very gator. big gator. But the, the, the difference is in these two gators, and I can tell the one in the back was much, much bigger is if you're staring down where I'm facing you, you can tell that the one in the back is a lot wider than yeah, this one here. Yeah. This one was narrow. He was a narrow male, and that one was a fat male, real yeah. fat, because his head is his head is so flat and just... I was going to say, this one, the head on that, that 12-footer is significantly wider. Yeah. Yeah. But look at that big old tooth right there in the front. This just is, Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that sucker getting a hold of you? No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. No. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to think about it because down the road that might happen to me someday. Who knows? <laughs> I try not to think about it, but. But man, Sydney, what got you into gator hunting? Uh, so way back in the day when I was a, a wee little boy, I mean, I'm not old enough right now, but my grandfather always took me fishing, and you know, in the hassles of fishing, you always had where you were fishing with cat for catfish or something like that with a bobber. You always end up it never hail never fails. You uh, end up having a gator or something out night fishing. He grabs your bobber or something. You accidentally hook him, however, and you got to release the gator. So my grandfather, he, he'd bring in the gators. He'd pick them up, and he'd show them to me, and then he'd put them back in the water. And, you know, that, that kind of got me, like, it made me respect gators a whole lot more because you got to see it right up close and personal. And then, you know, of course, all the amusements they have here in Orlando in that area. You got Gatorland. You got all those places. You get to see the gators right up. But... Going to those places and then going and actually seeing the gators in the wild is a completely different story. They're they're so much more natural. They're so much more in their habitat when they're out in the wild. It's just you really get to see how these alligators hunt, how they how they react to things. You know, I've living over on Lake Apopka where I'm at. I've seen gators get in fights. I've seen gators come straight up out of the water snatching birds. I mean, all the pictures and videos and things you heard about alligators doing crazy stuff, that's exactly what they do. So, uh, 
kind of off topic here, but you said like Paco, you, you didn't happen to see the two helicopters crash, did you? Oh, you're bringing that up. So, <laughs> so I did not happen to see them crash, but I was at the house right when I got home from work. I took my binoculars out because I'm over on the, the, the northeast shore of Lake Apopka, and I believe the helicopters went down over closer to Montverde area. Mm-hmm. So I took the binoculars, and I looked straight out there, and I'm looking across, and I could somewhat see something. But I couldn't make out a helicopter or nothing like that. Did anybody die? I don't think anybody died in those. No, no. both pilots got away fine. Yeah. They, I believe one of the pilots got taken to the hospital due to, uh, uh, was it herbicides or something that he got yeah. on his skin or something oh, like that? You mean um, what they're spraying is not healthy for you? Well, right? No. Go figure. Oh, like, my god! And they're putting that in our water? You know, yeah. And we'll uh, cut that right there. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Yeah. That's a whole different... To, That's a wormhole that yeah. we shouldn't go down. Yeah. We'll hear about gators, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but Lake Apopka, man, that is dang near the home of the dinosaur gator. Dude, I'm telling you. It, yeah. I, I've ran, like, I've come out of the AB Canal or out of the Montverde side at night before and turned my light bar on, and it was literally just looked like a field of gator. I mean, dude, I had to have seen 60. All I did was turn my light bar, and they were just... In front of me, I was like, holy so, cow. So there was a video that came out a few years back that they posted up on the news of that wildlife driving trail, and it was over by the pump houses, and there were like, there had to be like close to 200, 300 gators you saw all in this warm water, all just in my giant ball. And uh, no joke, I was out on the water doing some bow fishing three weeks ago, and over on my area where I live, it is that every single night if the weather is just right if we got no cold front rolling in the water's just calm and there's no strong winds you will guarantee to see 200 maybe 250 alligators Ooh. that i've seen and every single one of them raising tiny little babies all the way up to who knows 12 maybe even 13 footers out there so i actually know a guy that at one point in time fwc's uh like county mapping for where you could hunt was somewhat jacked up and it had a small section of Lake Apopka that was open. A tiny section. He found this. On their mapping, yeah, and he found it and he hunted it and killed a huge gator. I thought it was two. I think he killed one. I thought he killed two of them. He might have killed one or two. Nice. And uh, got back to the ramp. 12 foot. And FWC was there. They seized all of his stuff. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. Your map says I'm legal. I killed that gator right there. And FWC was like, rah, 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 rah. then went to court, got all of his stuff in his gator. I mean, back. look, nice. he went so far as to like undo everything. When he was in an area that he couldn't hunt going to and from, he took everything down, took pictures of it. All sorts, like he went right. into detail. He had video evidence of the whole hunt and where he was. Well, video, pictures, pictures something. Any, anything to help Some him. evidence right. that he was only hunting in this area. Right. And won the court battle, got all the stuff back. I think they kept the gator, though, didn't they? Uh, they may have kept the gator. Oh, hey, either way, he won the court battle. That's yeah. that's a win right there. I mean, it sucks he didn't get to keep that Since gator, then, their map has been changed. And now we can't right. hunt there anymore. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> if... If That's I, a smart sucker, though, to study mm-hmm. that map that hard. I think if they ever open up Lake Apopka for for the tag season, it's going to be an all-out just 
It's going to be I won't chaos. Get, I won't get into that. I, 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 I have opinions. I don't think so. And let me tell you why. Because they only give out so many tags. Right. And Lake Apopka is going to be its own tag. Oh, like, yeah. Like Lake George or Lake yeah. Dexter. I don't be one see, of those tags. I, that, I, don't, I don't see why they don't like have six. a, uh, per se, a control tag that they give out for it. Where maybe if you kill it, uh, you can sell the hide or whatever. I think I think Lake Apopka, it's takes not a matter if, it's a matter when. So, when we went to the, we've been to water management meetings over Lake Apopka and the North Shore and um, all that, and we would love to see duck hunting in the North Shore area where the where the old muck farms used to be. Yes, sir. He's just over across. Yeah. Those I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's getting uh-huh. excited. I'm getting, now. I'm getting the jitters. Um, they allow gator hunting in Lake Apopka, and, and the reason they don't allow that is they state that the heavy metal levels in the water and in the gators is still too high, but they haven't done the testing in over 20 years. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, some of these 13-foot gators are well over 20 years old. Oh, yeah. But there's been a lot of restoration done to the lake and to the surrounding area, and things are getting a lot better. Um, But I don't disagree with you, Jordan, that there there has to reach a point where we we have to look at that area and go, okay, we've got a lot of big gators in here that have – high mercury content in them here's your tag for here's your specific tags for lake apopka when you kill a gator it has to go to one of these five stations across the state or whatever it has to go there to get checked they test mercury levels they test all this stuff if your stuff is good then you can have your meat if not then they need to keep it because you right. don't want people eating uh-huh. mercury laden meat you know, the, uh, and, and if they ha- can, and if they can sell the hide, then then good. You, you get your money back for your hide. Yeah, I was gonna say, and it has to come to point too, where obviously the lake needs controlled, right? Because the population has gotten out of control. It's gotten way out of control. Yeah. Le- so let me tell you this. There but is, you also got to think that if I pay a hundred and forty dollar one of my hundred and forty dollar tags, I don't want to kill that gator and then get nothing out of it. No, I, I don't want to not get money, like. Regardless, you should be able yeah. to sell the hide. Yeah. Right. Sell the hide, and I think they should give you the head. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> so that way, like, if you get do get, like, a 12, 13-foot alligator, that's a stinking trophy right sign, there. Sign your waiver, I, take your head. Sign your I, waiver saying you take a full responsibility if you decide to eat jaw meat or whatever, which jaw meat is absolutely delicious, yeah, by the way. Yeah, like red meat on a gator. But you decide to eat jaw meat or whatever, that that's all on you. You understand these are the mercury, you know, content of your gator, whatever. Don't do it. But you sign saying I take full responsibility, or or they they take your head and you tell them what taxidermist to send it to, and it goes right yeah. to the taxidermist. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There I've, there are options to make that a huntable population again, yes. and it needs to be because that's the only place I've ever well, driven you, where I've lit- you can literally drive yeah. the the wildlife drive on Lake Apopka and literally, and I I shit you not see a hundred plus gators. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no doubt. And and I would not. I would bet my money on it that Lake Apopka right now is holding a state record gator. Oh, hundred percent. If it if it's not 100%. in Lake Apopka, it's in Emerald Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, yeah. So speaking of Emerald Marsh, did any of you guys have the uh, tax collector old gator here come along and snag any of your ducks this season? Uh, Didn't hunt. Them. Not I to get did. off topic. Well, I did, than... and I had a bald eagle snag some. Oh, you did. All right. Tax collector and his brother. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which, if you guys saw last year, there was actually a video that circulated around Facebook of a gator just chomping down on a duck. 
a monster gator that was an emerald that one was okay i thought that one was i saw that video no yeah there actually is talk about emerald marsh being reopened to airboats really oh nice that's good to hear that'd be interesting but uh, you know i mean you talk about things being reopened now we just yesterday got approved to go back to 24 hours of gator hunting yes used to be, be awesome. you could only hunt gators from 5 5 p.m. till 10 a.m. yep and from you know during the full daylight hours like that right. you weren't allowed to hunt anymore now they've changed that back to full on 24 hours Sweet. what's your uh, what's your opinion on that Sid well spending a lot of time on on lakes you know just being there on Lake Apop all the time I spend all my hours on the lake and the activity from the alligators, I can see why FWC might have set those old regulations about just having it from, you said, uh, 5 p.m. to 10 a.m., mainly because the activity from alligators that I've seen, they're everywhere around. You hit 630, and the gators are moving everywhere. Well, during, no, during the day, yeah. I'm lucky to see maybe one or two of them moving around to where I can spot them easily. Um, a lot of times they'll be, you know, up in the swamps, up in the marsh or, you know, up on people's shorelines or something like that. And it's, they'll be, uh, they'll be really hard to spot in those areas. And I mean, you can, you can probably get them to them, but I think your chances of finding a gator are going to be much more higher going out on those times that they used to set up, uh, 5 PM to 10 AM. But now that it's open 24 seven. It increases your chances. Plus, it's better for us anyways because, say, you're not able to make it out of that night. Like, I know sometimes me, I work night shift. I'm not able to make it out there for if I'm going out night fishing or going gator hunting or whatever. But I can go out right when I get home from work and just continue on the rest of my day. So, I think it's a fairly nice thing that they did. So, there's been a lot of people, uh, I've seen several people kind of upset about the fact that they changed it to a 24-hour period. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be packed. I'm like, well, so that's kind of uh ass backwards because they they didn't say we're going to give you 24 hours and we're going to double the amount of permits we give out. So there's only going to be just as many permits as there were before, right. and if anything, there's going to be less people hunting yep. at night. Because man, dude, gator season when you can only hunt at night will wear you slap out. You oh, think yeah. duck season will wear you out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, and you and you, you try you try owning a boat that is can get you to some good gator hunting areas and have people that don't have boats like that, and then you have your own tags, and then you have three or four buddies that are like, "Hey, man, let's use your boat to fill my tags." That's a sleepless season. Yeah. But Absolutely. so one of the big things I see in Dang that Jordan. is uh, you you trying to steal my tip of the week already. <laughs> <laughs> one one of the big things I see one of the big pluses to having a twenty four hour season is safety. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there's a lot of places where you can run and get some gators that are just absolutely dangerous to try and yeah. run at night. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, and the just the was it just for uh, for an example's sake, you know. Uh, just the other just the other weekend, I was helping the the trappers haul a couple gators out, and one of them we had him tied up in the back of the truck, you know, legs behind him, feet. We had his mouth taped. We were hauling him out of the truck to transport him. The joker 
even though he's bound up and he's taped, he's still alive and he was only about six foot. But that Joker came back and he whiplashed me right in the side of my arm. I got a big old got a bruise right here oh, going yeah, right do. across the yeah. side. Oh, right on the, you, right I on my did. little bicep. But I mean, could you imagine if we would have been out night on the side of a boat trying to do all this, wrestling with a gator? I mean, it's here I'm on land, I got a lot you know, I I think I have a little bit better of advantage over him, plus having his legs all tied up and whatnot. But still, and you're talking about a gator here that's not tied up. You might have a noose or, or two around him and the bang stick and, and all that. But not to mention, you're using a firearm at night. That's I mean, a bang stick is... I, it, what are the rules on a bang it's, stick? Is it's, it, not it's not a considered a firearm. It's not considered a firearm. But it's still, it is still very dangerous, though. Yes, which I, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, congratulations to the lucky... Uh, individual who won the fishing bucket and got a 44 Magnum bang stick yeah. at the crawfish bowl last weekend. Congratulations to you. But when this came out, they'd already won it. They'd already won it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this pre-crawfish bowl. By the time you hear it, it's going to be post-crawfish bowl. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be like, if you listen to it Monday morning, we're just itching to get down in the canoe seat and head down the Swanee River. Oh, That's right. You, yeah, oh. you you read my mind, dude. I am so, so I'm just dude. Like, I forgot you're coming. God, yeah, I'm, I'm only I'm only going. Was it uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday morning? I think I'll be leaving Friday morning. So I'll be yeah. I'll be meeting you guys out there Tuesday evening. So I'm looking forward to the trip. I got my kayak. I went and I grabbed my waterproof bag. You know, I'm gonna strap it to the front of the kayak. I thought he was riding with Matt. I. You are riding with Matt. I am riding with Matt. Okay, yeah. so I don't need yeah, to bring yeah, my Matt, kayak. Yeah, you no. don't need to bring your kayak. Okay, perfect. Matt doesn't have a rider for those first two days. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he's he, you're riding with Matt for the first couple of days, and then he's picking up. Uh, he's actually going to be in Jake Bigby's canoe because Matt was going to be in a kayak. And I was like, well, you remember Jake? Jake was at uh, yeah, Ocala. Yeah, I yeah. was out there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got guys that are going to be in canoes by themselves. Let me just get the canoe for you ahead of time. You paddle by yourself for a couple of days, and then pick him up on day three. He's like, that's perfect. I'll do that. And now you're coming for the first two days and leaving, and it Jake's coming out. when you. Perfect. Jake's showing up when you leave. Yeah. And Matt's never paddling by himself. Yeah, that, that'll be great. Yeah, I, I, I totally forgot about that. I was I was thinking I'd have to strap down my my dry bag into the front of the kayak and then my cooler in the back and then be toting along, which I've done in the past. I've I've done small trips like that, but nothing nothing too uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing down the Swanee, that's for sure. What's what's keeping you from the whole five days? Um, so on Saturday, my grandparents are having their 60th wedding anniversary, Not fair and it's a surprise yeah. party for them. And my grandfather. I mean, I can't, I can't miss this for the world because yeah. he's taught me everything there is to know about what you're hearing from me right now. So, fishing, hunting, all that. It's at least enough. you get that. The day one is the one. Anybody who's going on three day, I'm sorry, but day one is the day I'm the most excited for. Why is that? Because it's just I, I've I've been down that section of river and I really like that section of river. Okay. What that's and that's right after the. Uh, it's from uh, the Swanee River Park to... Swanee River State Park. Yeah, from Swanee River State Park to uh, the first screened-in area thing you come to. There's a lot. Of, so, like, past there, there's still limestone and stuff. But, like, from the Swanee River State Park to your first camp, there is a lot, like, a lot of limestone. Just cliffs. Just walls yeah, and everything. Cliffs okay. straight down into the river. I nice. said you got to fish your butt off because it's fish. Oh, you night. bet I will. 
Monday night <laughs> is fish. I'm bringing. I'm. I'm gonna have my little my little bag for fish fry. I'm gonna have my oil up to the side. I'm gonna have my batters and all that ready. A couple of eggs and stuff. I'll. I'll, I'll be having. I'll, I'll hey, I want you. Ready. I want you to know. You. Yeah. You have inspired all of us with your little camp box. Oh yeah. Got, we'll have to get you to talk about here in a little bit. But okay, I have yeah. my own so, empty box over here me, now. I gotta give Sid a oh. shout out here because Sid gave me an iron skillet for my birthday, and I didn't realize until like months later that this the the damn iron skillet he bought me is like a a fucking hundred and twenty dollar iron skillet oh yeah by the <laughs> way sid my birthday's no. on halloween on so, halloween yeah. oh i think i got i think i got plans i'm like that. my god <laughs> i looked it up i'm like this thing is really nice i'm looking at one day and i'm like look it up. i'm like he did not i was trying to get you the bigger one the exact one i had but they didn't have any of them in stock no, at the dude, place i went was, to but that thing's bomb i love that thing awesome man. i'm glad you like it you use it yet Mm-hmm. All right, good. You bring it on the trip? I can. Yeah, that's up to you. I'm bringing it's mine just as a well. lot. I'm huh? bringing mine. I love mine. Yeah. Mine as well. So it, we we had Sid, Sid came out and joined us on the uh, Ocala small game hunt uh, in the last year. And, well, actually, the beginning of this year. Yep. And um, we we had a rough go at it. We, we chased a bunch of snipe and uh, killed one. Yeah, I think yeah. – uh, I, I killed one and I had to, uh, I had to, well, I, all right, I gotta, I gotta say it out okay. right now. I gotta apologize. I gotta apologize to, to Briar right now <laughs> about this because so we had the group of us that went to the right around Ocala Pond and the other group that went to the left. Now whatnot. don't be spot naming now. I have to bleep that out of there. Oh, they ain't gonna find it. They ain't gonna find it. I got my spots. It's there. labeled right on, on. You can bleep that you out. You can find it. Yeah. Yeah. You really can't find it. But anyways, um, so one group went left, one group went right and whatnot. And so I got out there and I had a new hunter with me. He was a kid. His name is Oliver. He's a great little kid. And he went out there with me. And then I think, I think, uh, was it Jacob was, was with us as well? I think Jacob walked with us. Yeah. Oh, I think Jake was with yeah. me and Will. Okay. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So Drew. It was Drew. Yeah. Drew. It was Drew. So the, the, the three of us, we walked that and we're walking. We didn't see a single thing. We have one pop up and, and we chased, we chased this, this snipe. For about maybe thirty minutes. <laughs> so let me tell you. Let me give, uh, pause that story, and I'll give you the perspective from the other side of that pond. We're going. Damn, they really got into them over there. You just hear pow, 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 pow. <laughs> they shot two snipe and recovered <laughs> recovered one. Yeah, <laughs> they kept chasing them back and forth down we the. Man. Yeah, they're so fast and their those, defense are really fast. They are very yeah. fast birds, but once you get to them, they're real pretty birds. And all you get to, but, but anyways, but uh, but yeah. So the one that I shot and I got him and I wing, I think I winged him and he landed out in the middle of the pond. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, Briar's got his dog. I'll I'll see. And then that's when I heard. I think I heard it from either you, Jordan, or Will. Will. I think it was Will. And, and you, I heard from Will that you guys had already started walking back. So I'm like, oh, crap, they're already leaving. All right, well, I don't know if he's going to – I didn't hear back if Briar was coming back or not. So I'm like, well, I guess I just got to go out and get my bird, you know. I'm not going to leave a bird behind. At, at this time, I was already on my way over to with, – with my dog to go but, get the bird. But I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't see you. You blended in too well. Um, but uh, but so I got um, – let's see. I got, I took, I ended up, I ended up taking my trousers off, took my boots off and just went out there skinny dipping with my boxers on. I left my shirt on and I'm getting to him. I'm like, I see him. He's right there. I'm like, I'm about 20 feet from him and the water's already up just about to my chest. I'm like, all right, I got this. 
So I pulled my shirt up some more and I walked out there and I reached, you know, Spider-Man arm all the way out to him and I grabbed him and I start walking back and I still got my shotgun in my, in my hand as well. Cause I wasn't sure if another one was going to pop up randomly. Cause there's all sorts of, you know, little bits always, of marks that they can hide. In. Always. Oh always. yeah. Well, you, you'll get to that about my, my truck box later on, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I ended up getting them and I, I walk back and I get my boxers and pants and all that stuff back on. And, and then, I look over to my right, and who do I see? It's Briar. He's got his dog with him. I'm like, I felt so bad because I knew he wanted to go put him on a bird, but that water out there was fairly deep. It was. Ah, uh, she'd been on it. Listen, but, l- let me tell you, you always got to have friends like Sydney. And oh, yeah. I, I, say, I tell you, the best bird dog I ever had was A.J. Moran. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he pulled the boat, all right. <laughs> he he even got out of the out of the john boat and pulled it around in the flooded timber looking for ducks. So you can't get a bird dog to do that now. No, nope. right? <laughs> me and Briar sat in the boat because he was the only one with waders, and he walked around that flooded timber in southeast Georgia trying to find a wood duck, dragging that john boat Funny, all over the place. You know, we're gonna bring this back around to gators with Fair that enough. because the whole time he was out there in waders, he's like, "Man, I'm worried about a gator." Murder, but and me and Will's like, man, there ain't no gators. It's like what twenty degrees no, out. So, it was cold. So I tell you, AJ is from North Carolina. The man is terrified of alligators, and I'm like, dude, that's a man. This little pond off in the middle of the woods in in, in Georgia. I said, man, there ain't no there dang gators, gators in here. here. So <laughs> he wanders around. Fast forward to about July that year, me and my buddy Dylan, who you guys have heard on the podcast before. Uh, way back on episode 50-something, maybe. he, uh, me, we, we went out there to look at that, that pond. Now, granted, when we were hunting it, the Altamaha River was at flood stage. It was like 15 feet. So this pond, we are putting our boat in 150, 200 yards from the edge of the pond where it's normally at and motoring through flooded timber to get out into the, the well, pond, I say lake, to get out into the lake itself. Now, in the summertime, the water's gone back down. The lake's to its normal size, and you can walk all the way out there. So me and Dylan go out there, and we park, and when we're walking, I look up, and I can see my bright eyes where I bright-eyed my way out in the boat so we could find our way back into the flooded timber. They're about 11 feet up in the woods. So it was deep in there. And uh, we get out to the edge of the lake, and I'm looking at, like, there's a couple little four-footers, whatever, like, ah, no big gators. And then gator, and then... uh Dylan says, he says, holy shit. I said, what? He said, that's a big-ass gator. Now, Dylan is from way southeast Texas, almost Louisiana. So I know when he says, that's a big-ass gator, that's a big-ass gator. I leaned around the cypress tree. She was every bit of 12 feet. You know, and I said, holy shit. (laughs) There there is a difference between... Like somebody like us saying there's a big ass gator and somebody that don't know what a big ass gator is. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen six foot is not big. No, no, that's, no a baby. that's a baby. I've seen tourists, you know, come out and they, we're walking on the boardwalk like in uh, Mount Dora on Lake Dora or whatever. Like, look at that, look at that giant gator. And I'm like It's like I'm like, but that thing's like five feet, dude. What do you that's mean? a little one. <laughs> like I, I jump on that. It's not that big. Uh, Florida man that, out here, he'll go crazy hunting. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when he when he saw that gator, I was like, man, better not tell AJ about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went back out there. Me and AJ went out there fishing one day when the lake was down. You just hear that big old beast off in the swamp. Brr. 
Bruh. I'm like, oh, he says, what is that? I said, so there's like a 12 <laughs> or 13 foot alligator in this lake, by the way. <laughs> I would have been like, that's a bullfrog. Yeah. That's a big bullfrog. Yeah. Now, mind you, that the water and the air temperature was so cold, that gator was not doing anything. It was, yeah, no. we, we'd had several days in he the He was 20s. holding up in a warm oh, yeah. spot. <laughs> I was out on my favorite weekend lake last weekend. And uh, I was on my buddy's airboat. And it wasn't running right, so we had stopped and shut it off, trying to figure out what was going on. And it sounded like somebody had taken a was taking a jet ski and like revving it kind of almost out of the water at first. So I stopped what I was doing and I sat there and listened and it was just a I was like, That is a huge gator and they're like, No way, no way and then it did it again. Everybody's like, Oh my god, I don't know if I'm gonna get in the water. <laughs> it was like right next to the ramp too. Huge. So oh, here on. you go. Right, hang on, hang on. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna tell you exactly what this sounds yeah. like. <laughs> oh, oh, I got. God. That when you hear that. That's a pretty big gator. That's there. a big old daggum that, gator. That so. right there gets me going. I, I love oh, I hearing know. that sound. So was it um, this season out on Lake Apopka during uh, just uh, prior to duck season when I'm getting ready for it? I go out there and I try to shoot some swamp chickens out there, some swamp hens, more oh, hens. I'm, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward hens. to that. Everyone, but, so mm. everyone calls them more hens, whatever they want to call them. I've always called them swamp chickens. But I was out there and I took my buddy Aaron for his first time out there shooting swamp chickens. And... Uh, we're we're paddling along in you know our kayaks and we're out there just just go moosing along because it's a lot it's a lot easier to sneak right up on them in the kayak and, no and shoot them oh dude no. I've idled right up to them. They, they, they don't move mo- I've sit there no, idled yeah, yeah, right yeah. up to them killed the motor let it go to a stop and somebody waxes them oh yeah they, they're easy to get but so anyways we're in we're in the kayaks right and we're shooting at them we get up to one I shoot it and then. I guess the one of them, he, he saw me coming and he took off. So I shot him once. First shot missed and he shot him again. The second one got him, right? So after that second one got to him, I heard a bellow coming out of the brush right where I shot him. Big old bellow. And I'm like. I'd have left that one like. Oh, I went and got it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't leave anything behind, man. I hate I hate wasting stuff. That's like, That's me. But I went right up to that thing and I grabbed it and he kept bellowing at me the whole time. So mm-hmm. talk about that time we we were in the in the wood duck hole, oh. and there were two of them going back and Dude, forth at each other. Those things were huge. I mean that that had to have been probably one of the deepest bellows I have ever heard in my life. I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, talk about it was me and you were sitting there and it was like foggy as crap, and all of a sudden just and you're like, and that oh, mind you, mind you, like, this is this is like the second time I've ever been duck hunting. Now I know what I knew what sound I was listening to, but where we were sitting, where you and Jordan took the twelve footer out to, yeah, I, I, but we I, were, I know the spot, and I went gator hunting in there, and I didn't see nothing, dude. <laughs> that that was a huge gator, yeah, that was in there, and there was one behind us, and then one in front of us, oh, and then man. one behind us, and then one in front of us. I was like, boys, we better get these ducks before uh, we get taxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
but it, it's something else, man. And that, that's just one of those things. I think if if I looked at, so it's, it's kind of funny because you, you look at people outside the state of Florida, you know, the, the group of guys sitting right here, we have grown up around alligators, man. Yeah. Not that we're not, I, I don't think, Fear is the right word, right? Fear, fear is definitely the wrong word, yeah. in my opinion. Nobody I, here I, at this table is scared of an alligator. I'm not, yeah, no. never, never scared of an alligator. When when somebody tells me they're scared of an alligator, I can automatically tell they've never been around them. Alligators, for the most part, I would say are are fairly docile creatures. Yeah, and I I would have to agree with that too. And the bigger they get, the more docile I think they become. I don't want so I don't want to say docile because they aren't. Well, docile in the fact that they're kind, they're they're lazy. Yes. yes. Yeah, they're they're very lazy. The younger ones, right around between four or five and about to seven foot, those ones are probably your most dangerous oh, ones because very they aggressive. are yes. very yeah. aggressive. They will go out of their way to to come at you. They've got so much testosterone, I guess, if you want to if you want to call it that, that they're just they're just out out after anything really. Right. And so you see people outside the state of Florida and they think, oh man, I don't want to get in that lake because of gators. I'm like, boy, I said, I grew up swimming in that lake. Yeah. Dude, I ain't, yeah. I ain't There's a saying for that. It's called, if you haven't swam in, the, in gator infested water, that was the color of sweet tea, then don't talk to me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, that's me. Listen, right so the, I, tell you, I, I tell, I'm, I tell people all the time and they don't believe me, but I guess maybe it's because I grew up here in it. But anytime they're like, I'm afraid to get in the water. I'm like, man, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. And they're like, no way, they're going to eat me. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> for, for the you, most you, part. I mean, I mean, unless it's like nesting season. Unless, yeah. like. Because I, I have I've been got, chased got, by one. I've before. got a story for if nesting I, season if I when see it comes them, up. If I see them, I'm not too particular worried. Unless my dog's around. I'm a little more well, cautious. That's a yeah, that's different. that's different. Because to them, the dog, the dog is food at that point. But yeah, absolutely. Most of the time, they'll leave you alone. And I have had them, like, look at me a little bit where I'm like, okay, it's time to do, move on. When they start, you can watch their head, and if they start following you around, you might want to rethink when you know you're what? swimming. You know what? You're really, you're you're absolutely right. Because you, it, it, you can, they are very, It's something to pay attention to. They're, they're not to be, you don't need to be afraid of them, but you need to have a respect for them because that animal can kill you. They're very predictable via body language. Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, they they have no, they do not shy away from showing you exactly what their intentions are. Yeah, well before they well before they go there. Now, that being said, there's another thing too, and this is absolutely 110 percent true, and I have photos to prove it. If there is a body of water in the state of Florida, it has an alligator in it. 100. percent I went to in the course of my job was at a food packing plant, and there was a retention pond. That was probably twice the size of this studio. And this studio is what, ten feet wide by twenty feet long. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it's wider than ten feet. Anyway, it, this is probably like a, I'd give it a 200, 300 square foot retention pond. Okay, right. There was a five foot gator in that retention pond. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, man. There it is. Let me just go ahead and there's proof. Took a picture of it. Because it's true. If there is a body of water in the state of Florida, there's a gator in it. You know, you know what their last official count on how many alligators there is an estimated count on how many are in the state of Florida? 
I think I think the the last I read official FWC post was 1.7 or 1.5 million alligators in the state of Florida. Apparently, well, I don't know there's, about it. there's I I would I would bet money out there's more alligators than there are people. Well, and uh, way and more people. Way more. And a sixteenth of those are uh, in Lake Popkin. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. So, agreed. So let's say there was well, this was the article recently. I think started going back around from in Orlando Sentinel, but it was from the article was from 2019, and they said there was 13,000 alligators in Lake Jessup, and that's about half of what they say is in Lake Okeechobee. Now, but what's the difference? I don't think what, that's what's true? the biggest difference in those two lakes? Unless they counted size what's the biggest difference in those two lakes i would say size and location you can't hunt lake jessup can you yes oh, you can yeah it's its own tag so it's griffin is it griffin you can't hunt griffin you can't hunt lake Apo- okay well on a lake county tag you can't hunt lake griffin lake dora lake beauclair uh the rest of the Harris chain is good except for lake apopka Dora and Beauclair are kind of understandable because they're fairly residential lakes. And Who I, cares? So is John's Lake, and you can hunt on it. Yeah. You can duck hunt it what, what? You can duck hunt Beauclair. And yeah. Yes, you That's can. Like, what's the, the, the reason why my personal... Well, I'll show I think you, right you cannot here. hunt... Ready? Ready? I'm going to show y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's liberal <laughs> the, tears are what keep you from... Yeah. Oh. And because of tourism. They want people to be able to walk that boardwalk in and downtown Mount Dora and see alligators. You know what, though, tourism, and I'm sad I'm missing this. If you guys aren't coming to the Crawfish Bowl and you can't make it, you should go to Lake Dora on Saturday because the uh, there, there's like a, a group of old airborne soldiers, right? And oh. they're doing a water jump in the Dora on Saturday. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. good, Unfortunately, man. dang, man. They jump out of a B2. Oh, that's cool. That's going to be sick. Yeah, or not a they jump out of the old, the old, the old World War. They jump out of the old World War Two bomber. Somebody needs to put that, that on Facebook. The one B-52? that comes B fifty two. Is it yeah. the plane that's flying out of the airport over in Zellwood or somewhere else? I'm not sure. Okay, I would assume that if it's going to door, it's probably flying out of Leesburg. Out of Leesburg. Probably. Oh, but okay. They, but they jump out of an old, an old B fifty two, like World War Two era, uh, you know, parachute plane. It it, right. it it should be really cool. You guys are doing that because they've done it before, and I was like, oh man. I hope they do it again. I'd love to see it. And then I saw it come up again. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll be at the crawfish bowl. Daggum. Hey, man, I'm not going to pass up on crawfish. No, yeah. oh, man. It's one or the other. I'm like, they're both pretty cool. but Listen, you want to talk about an example of people. One way I told you Saturday's going to be yeah. Monday. You already missed it. but it An matter. example of people swimming in places where there's lots of gators is same day as their crawfish bowl. There's mayhem on Lake George. Right? Ooh. Some massive, I mean, huge. There's probably going to be 500, if not a thousand, boats on one sandbar around a big barge. And I have personally had somebody on my boat miss at a minimum a 12 foot gator right there where they're having mayhem. Believe it. 100%. The other thing, crazy. okay, and you talk about Silver Glen. How many people <laughs> do you think visit Silver Glen <laughs> on any particular Saturday? Yeah, in the summer, there's gators all in it. Gators all over that place. Everywhere. Yeah. In fact, I seen two just after everybody left one time. So I'll tell you this: here's how the majority of people and decent sized gators. I mean, they were like 
about eight footers. The majority of people in Florida that get attacked by alligators, okay, one, they either the the only one I can think of happened in Rock Springs, and the dude literally bumped into it head to head, and it bit him on the head. Didn't kill him, just bit him on the head, let him go. Most people that die from an alligator attack are walking a ten pound dog next to the water. Ten pound dog gets yanked, and they they try to they try to grab it, and they get yanked too. That's exactly what happens. Are you are you thinking about the same thing I'm thinking, Jordan? No, the, no, no. The guy that was walking. Oh, no, no, no. Or, or you messing, say, or you're messing with a nest. I would say I have personally the, accidentally come too close to a nest and have gotten chased by a gator. But that is a hundred percent my fault because she is protecting her baby. So yeah. to go to go. What about the lady it? that got her arm bit off in uh, Wakiva? She just got a little close to him, man. I'm. That's that's respecting the space. Most of the yeah. time, it's just respecting the I, space, and that kind of goes along with uh, what, like Briar said, not being afraid but respecting the animal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you obviously give the gator some distance. And but along that, along with that, along with what you were just saying, me and my grandfather, we were fishing up in North Florida, up in uh, Jasper. We were fishing on some of the some of the mining areas where they make ponds afterwards, and and there was a gator nest that I happened to come upon, and I could see the mother gator out there. She was probably about fifty yards from me, and I'm. 10 20 feet from her nest and i can see the tiny little gators i mean they they were tiny they were yelping at her and she came straight towards me i'm like all right and then you but you you learn to look out for those things you know that's something that's that's something that somebody from out of state doesn't know to look for you know from when they're if they're just out and about they don't know well, what can, to look i could tell you this if you're coming to four from out of state you're in the water and you're here 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 you got here, baby gators here here get go ahead Go on, get Actually, out. that's a yeah. sound you should probably play because a lot of people might confuse that with a frog sometimes. I can, I can go ahead and they find always, that too. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Every time I bring new people over to my house and they hear bullfrogs and they hear tree frogs over and they're croaking in the trees. And they're they like, think it's a gator. They're like, dude, that's a gator. I'm like, no, that's that's not a gator. You've, you don't, you've never seen a gator. You don't know what a gator sounds it's, it's like. It's pretty all right? distinct. I'll, yeah. I'll be like, you want to see a gator? I'll call him right over to me and I'll, I'll get right up next to him. I'll go. Yeah. The gator will come right out. Let's see what we got here. I'll give you. I'll give you. That's close. Yeah. I mean, that's that, straight that's, from YouTube. Yeah, There's is, a video of a baby YouTube, gator yeah. right there. That is that is dead nuts perfect. I mean, you can't get any closer. And then than if that. you get close to a nest, you can go ahead and multiply that times about twelve. Oh yeah. No, oh that's yeah. There's one yeah. baby gator. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the one that I came upon up up in North Florida and Jasper, there were easily fifteen or sixteen of them that just scrambled out when I came upon it. And I was just like, nope, I'm going to back away slowly. Yeah. I'm not messing with it. But but like you said, you learn respect. That was Sydney was going to say something earlier about that old man that was rescued his dog. from. Oh yeah. The one, the <laughs> one guy I got, I got to bring in because she goes like, so I don't think he was a Floridian. I think he's that, from that video he was definitely viral, a snowbird. That, yeah. He definitely was definitely a viral. snowbird. That was, that was, he was definitely a snowbird, but I mean, I got to give props to the man, you know, fighting off the little gator. He pulled, his puppy from the gator's mouth after walking him all the while he had the stogie in his mouth the entire time. And he did Never not left. drop the stogie. Even when he fell in the water with the gator, I got to give props to him, you know, like, Hey, but that was a little gator. That was a that very a tiny gator. gator, but he never dropped the stogie. So, so what's the difference between, uh, a regular old Joe blow draws gator tags and your nuisance alligator trapper. I know one of the biggest differences in, like, say, a nuisance trapper, and, like, if I just draw tags for the statewide alligator harvest program, um, 
is baiting. If if I were to do that and bait, I have to use a two inch peg. Yes, has to be attached and, to your boat at all and it, times. As it well. does. It does have to be attached to the boat at all times. I don't. They don't specify how. So there's different ways of going about that too. But I'll, I'll, there's I'll ways of going about. But you can. Some people hook it up to a fishing pole. Some people use mule tape. I think you can even hang it as long as you can back off of it. And there's still so have there's, it attached. You know, yeah. Tell you, it still so, has, yeah, back. It's, yeah, dude, yeah, leave I mean, it on yeah, the line. Yeah, you can hang it and then leave the other end attached to your boat. So yeah. yeah. You, essentially, you have to supervise it. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had a, you can't I heard, just leave it and walk away. Yeah. I heard a story from a guy one time. <clears throat> he said he'd go gator hunting. He had an old tow truck at his house. He'd take that tow truck, back it down the boat ramp, just grab a John boat. He'd throw up on that tow truck bed, drag that tow truck chain out little ways, and... and, and Put a dang of beef lung on it, catch him a gator, and just fire up the winch. Go right. all the way back to the tow truck. <laughs> so well, it's attached to the here's boat. The, here's the difference. Here's the difference right here is was it's he, atta- well, it's attached to the truck. Yeah, was yeah. But he, if you had the John boat, it was attached to the boat. No, he would use the boat to carry the cable out. Oh, yeah. And, set the bait <laughs> and then come back to the truck. That's pretty smart. But was yeah. he using was he using the two inch pegs or was he using big oh, old I don't bar know, hooks? Man, I have no idea. So this is this is what Briar was getting into about the two inch pegs is when you're doing the tags, um, just on a on gator hunting, you have to, if you're going to use baits, you have to use a two inch peg attached to a rope and a line, and you have to stay with it the whole time. It's the same thing with with the nuisance gator trappers, but the, I believe um, from what I've seen is the nuisance gator trappers are allowed to use hooks, barbed hooks, and they throw their line out. The same thing, they use mule line, but every time I've gone is they've always stayed with the line just because you want to be there just to see it. I mean, you well, you want to make sure you get the right gator, right? Too. Well, that right, make sure you get the right gator, draw them in. You can, I mean, you can. A lot of times when you're throwing baits out. And, and we, we, I'll do this and I'll, I prefer this method a lot better is if you're out there on your boat and you see the gator that you want to, that you want to go harvest, not, not the nuisance gator trappers, but just for a tag, you see the gator you'd like to harvest, bring a kayak with you. If you try pulling your boat up there, I've had a lot of times the gators, they will disappear and they won't come around you. Gone. I can go up on a kayak and I can get real nice and easy. I'll drop the bait right there. Paddle on slowly back to the boat. The line is still attached. You're gonna have to have a lot of line of uh, of yeah. mule of mule line, but it's a whole it's it's a lot easier and you don't spook them as much. That mm-hmm. that's your best bet, I think. So I want to throw in there when y'all say beef lung, they're not talking about like you know you go get a fresh beef lung. You're talking about you take a beef lung, uh, it's set in a bucket yeah, for a week, and then you let it yeah. sit in a bucket for a week or two weeks. So the best the best get, method the best then, method I've gotten for it is you take it and you freeze it. You take it after it's frozen, take it out, put it in the back of your truck in a, in a cooler with the lid on, no ice, and just leave it for a day in the hot sun. And then just do that same method back in the freezer, back in the cooler, back in the freezer. In two days, you will have a beef lung that is so rank you cannot stand <laughs> near it. You, I, I keep gloves and everything on 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 standby for when I'm doing this because it it is absolutely like you can't get that smell off. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. A, you want to have want it to be stank. Oh, rank. you if if you can stand near it, it's not rank enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> I that's that, that's the honest truth. That's what the gator trappers told me. If if you can stand near that bait, 
Well, every time the gator trappers pull up in their trucks, and if the wind hits me just right and the bed is rolling over towards me, I'm like, well, I'll, I, I, I'm literally <laughs> holding my breath, man. I'm literally, I'm over there gagging. My, my gag reflex is like. That's like when Briar spelled those, smelled those month-old scallop shells that were sitting in water. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get that. <laughs> but but then again. Hey, okay, by the way, on, I just want to say, me, just in me, case, do you all have weak stomachs? Yeah, I was going <laughs> 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 to. Other, one other thing I want to touch on, and, and a lot of people, they're like, well, anything can stink after a while. Why, why do you use beef lungs? The reason you use beef lungs is because they float. Yep. Beef mm-hmm. lungs float. So you're able to keep an eye on your bait the entire time, even if it's dark out. Like a lot of people use some night, some sign, some form of night vision to keep an eye on a lot of it. Or you can tie a glow stick around one end of the line of your beef lung or close to it to know when the gators went and got it. But but beef lung floats. That's the best reason. That's so the only reason to use it. Here's another thing too. If you are a hunter, an outdoorsman, like the group of people sitting right here, even cheaper and easier to get than beef lung. Deer lung, baby. Deer lung, yeah. hog lung, yeah. any yeah. any kind of lung. Any, kind any of lung. lung will float. I mean, I would it's not be advise big, using squirrel lungs, but you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. or you know, turkey. I mean, if you're going after a gator that's only like two feet long, then what's the point? <laughs> Honestly, but, you might think that a lot of places you hunt that a deer lung. You know, I don't know that you know they're smart enough to smell the difference, but a deer is probably something they would generally be able to get. And that area. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I, it matters. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I think as, as long, long as, it, as long as it's rank. Yep. As long yeah. as that rank there is, and you want to gag, it's gonna work good. And it's rank and it floats. Those are your two top priorities right there. That's that's why I don't bait. So you mean? <laughs> See, you mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't mind baiting because the only thing you have to be careful with when you're baiting is when you're using that two inch peg. Is if you pull and tug on it too much, it's gonna rip right out. Yeah, I was gonna say. So when you're using a peg, you have to let that gator really eat yeah so you'll you'll see that when they do it they'll go up they'll go right up to i've watched it several hundreds of times here they'll go right up to it and you can see them when they're going to it i've had gators sit in front of a bait and they stared at it 45 minutes they just stared at it they're thinking about it go up there give it a couple tugs they're still thinking eventually just let it be be patient they will go up and grab it that's patience is a key when using bait Mm -hmm. let them go up and grab it and once they grab it You'll see two, three, four, maybe five chomps. And then the tall tail sign is when they've swallowed it, is they'll arch their mouth up and they'll arch their tail up. And sometimes you'll see the tail just kind of, if it's a big gator, you'll see their tail arch down and they'll have part of it in the water and the other part will be up in the air. And you wait five minutes after you've seen that and you're solid after that. I was say, so the, po- the point in your two inch peg is it. Once a gator has swallowed it and began to digest it, you cannot that peg gets stuck in their intestines. Right. So the 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 way the the way the whole peg works is once they have swallowed it, they've got a blockage in their yep. in their lungs. And the way it works, it's a it, essentially it's like it's like two doors folding on each other. It closes, and once that door is closed, they can't open it back. I mean, they can they yeah they can't open it back up. But that's how that they use that that doorway. Oh, it it works the same way with humans. That's why when you say it went down the wrong pipe, right? You have a, a gateway in your esophagus that keeps water from going down it. So when you breathe, it opens. And so, like when you swallow something, it opens, and then it closes back after that. Right. So, when that door closes on a gator, 
and that peg is on the other side of it, they're caught. But but again, like you said, you have to be careful with that peg because sometimes if you pull and yank on the peg, you're just going to end up ripping it right out. Yep. You want to use that peg as more of like a deterrent to get you close to, to the gator, but you don't want to use it to haul him up towards you. You want to get your lines in the water, which is what I think the next part you were wanting to go into. I was saying, so, so, yeah. about so a perfect before, time. before we jump into that, this is a perfect time to tell the people outside of the state of Florida or people who have never gator hunted who live in Florida, the gator hunting we do here in Florida is very different from what you see on swamp people. Yeah, very, very different. Right. So you and, can't you can't hang limb lines. You can't open water shoot gators. Nope. You can't. You're only getting two tags, not you know, 60. Uh, So you're trying for quality over quantity. You're not, you're not sitting on the side of a boat with a gator attached to a line and 22 caliber pistol or rifle in your hand shooting. You're not doing that. You're using a 44 Magnum bang stick. You have to use a bang stick. Yeah. I also want to tell you that 44 Magnum because mine's in five, five, six. In the, in this, in the state of Florida, if you're not, if you're listening, you're not from Florida. You can come to Florida year round and gator hunt. Because guys that have, there's a lot of guys that have trapper's license. Like nope. Sydney, for like example. Like Sydney, yeah. right? And if you buy your apprentice or whatever, you can come with somebody that does guides you year round, that has their trappers, track, yeah, yeah. and you can hunt along with them and get a gator. Right? So, whereas we, as you know, your regular Florida citizen, that doesn't have her trapper's license and everything. We have to wait till that time of year. But if you're coming from you out can, of state and you would like to gator hunt, you can gator hunt year round with a proper licensed person. So that yes. that, that you can also like, apply and get your own two tags, just like I can as a resident yep. of Florida. It's like a thousand dollars though. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> it's uh it's crazy, but yeah, it's uh that that's that's a perfect illustration of how you know you look at guided gator hunts in Florida. That's how those guys are doing it. They have that trapper's license and they have a, a nuisance gator permit. They take you with them and you buy your uh, I can't, trapper's, life, agent. Trapper's, trapper's, trapper's agent license. Agent license yep. Yeah, you buy that trapper's agent yeah. license and you're allowed to go harvest a gator under their tags. Yep. So now let's dive into we'll the legal on. methods. Here, hang on. Oh, hold on. Well, before you dive into that, let me just. It is called, just for official reference, it's called the Alligator Trapping Agent License. I guess That's I probably could have got back. mine out of my wallet, too. I didn't think just, about Just that. so no, if anyone was wondering exactly what, what it was called. Yeah. I'll leave that. And so, it is $50. Yep. $52. For your Florida citizen. $53.45. For a Florida citizen. That's across the board. That is oh, not is a Florida citizen. Because, because, as I stated earlier, alligators are not considered game species. So there is no non-resident resident oh. difference, right? So and, and you don't have to have a hunting license, fishing license. All you have to have is that fifty-three dollar permit. Yep. <laughs> Mine's not on mine. I have to. Well, yeah, because you didn't buy one. You got Gator Tags. It that's included in there. I know that, but I had to buy yeah, one separate. They don't put your Gator Tags mm-hmm. on your. Right. No, but that. It comes with your the, Tags. No, yeah, I get you. Uh, so. Let's let's dive into the methods methods of take here now. Oh, see, I've been waiting for this one. Now we have a oh, lot of we're, different. Ones. We're gonna we're gonna go around the table, and I'm gonna let Jordan go first. He's itchy. with the harpoon method. Yeah. So I mean, I carry a pole just because you never know when you're gonna need one. My favorite way to do it, and I probably I've honestly I'm I'm probably gonna I won't for this season, maybe mid season this year. 
I would like to have an outboard uh, because just because my motor is so loud. But the way I like to do it is I'll get in my area, selected area, wherever the side I'm going to hunt, and I'm going to spotlight, find one, and then whoever is with me, I'm going to stick on the front of my boat with a harpoon in their hand. I'm going to say, hey, listen, I'm going to run this gator down, and you don't want to consistently hold your spotlight on it. But I'll, I'll hit it with the spotlight and I, so I know where it's at, take spotlight off, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this in Mexico, so I'm running it completely dark. I'm not using my <laughs> anchor light. I'm not using my bow lights I'm because I'm in Mexico. And uh, I'll run it down. And then at the very last minute, I might hit it like one one time before I get to it just so I can maybe correct myself and know which side. And then I will literally put the nose of my boat just to the left. You know, if it's a left-handed person, I'm going to put the nose of my boat just to just to the left. So, I mean, anything to help them, I will put it just barely to one side of the boat, and then as I pass it, I'll slam it with the light again, and then you throw the harpoon into the gator as you pass it. Keep going, and the harpoon has a bunch of mule tape on it and a buoy, and then so when that gator takes off, he rips, and I take one wrap of electrical tape around each piece where I'm holding it on. So when the gator takes off, pulls the harpoon tip off, pulls it all, pulls all the tape off my my stick and everything, and then he's taken off with a buoy. Now, to mule tape, I'm going to define that. This is this is like a 1100 pound flat rope. Yeah. Uh, mine specifically is 1500 pounds. I carry 1500. Okay, so yeah. it's 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 a very strong tensile strength, yeah. very flat. I mean, it doesn't take up much space. Yeah, flat yeah. rope. Uh, you, if you wanted to get, some I put fifty for, feet on each harpoon that I for have. your own uses. You need to make friends with a lineman, yep. or, or construction workers. Yeah, linemen's or, linemen's are good, but construction or, workers uh, or underground too. guy. Yeah, yep. they use it to drag. I may or may not know someone. Hey, I'm right up there it's with you. Not you know, it's not me, but I may or not know someone. That my has, uh, my uh, my best friend Aaron three right down the road in their shed. Me. My best friend Aaron right down the road for me. He's a lineman. I can I can get hookups. They use it so. to pull cable. Yep. Yep. I do. I was lying earlier. I do have three full spools in my shed. <laughs> Who doesn't though? Hollow. I mean, yeah. you know. I got a lot. <laughs> um, now. Who wants to go next? We, we're going to go with, you want to talk about I said Briar does it a little differently than Yeah, me, let's though. hear Briar's. I want to hear Briar's. Let me tell you. I, I'll talk on this one and let you talk too. Because Briar was. We kind of need to go the same route. Right, you and I are, are more akin to the same thing, and what has got me doing it the way that Briar and I do it is I have, I'm not a nighttime gator hunter. Even when it was not 24 hours, I would still rather go out at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'll be there, you know, nothing's rigged up, hit the water at 4 o'clock, find your gator, wait till 5, rig things up, let's go hunt. Um, and then come back at four in the morning and hunt until 10 and be done the whole middle of the night thing. I got kids for the birds. Yeah. Um, so we're doing it with a, with a snatch pole. You're, yeah. you're snagging gators. I got, I got one that's like a deep sea. It's more along the lines. You put one of the big giant bait casters on there. You can cast it. It doesn't do very well because i got a big spin reel on it and what i usually do that for is to get the second hook in them yeah 
that uh, and I have a lighter pole that you can cast further that has a big snatch hook on it that's so you, probably you, a good so, size. So when you say a little lighter size pole, for a red foot fish. I'm going to go ahead and clarify. Are you using like a... It's a surf rod. A surf rod. Basically, it's a big okay. it's a surf yeah. rod. It's a, I mean, it's a good, obviously, heavy-duty rod. I mean, even, rod. even a surf rod, if you put good weight on it, you, you, you could... Can, you can... And the, yeah, you can get a big gator in, but the, the trick with a surf rod is it... Well, yeah. They're so big. Like they're arms. big, but so, the trick with that is that you need to, and and even with even when you harpoon it, you need to tire a gator. You're not fighting the gator. Yeah, you're just putting enough tension on the gator constantly. So like, even I've I've had gators that I've harpooned and then worked on for an hour. Yeah, because you're just essentially tiring that gator out until you can get it. Then in. you can you, pull him up. Yeah. Yep. So go ahead. So go ahead, here, here's, and you're going out and you're doing this daylight, right? And the reason I like hunting in the daylight is because you can be way more selective. Yes. Than in the dark. Yes. You you can sit 300 yards out with a pair of binoculars and, and look and say, yeah, that's about an eight, nine foot. You want to take eight, nine foot? Okay. That sounds good. And then we start making our creep with a trolling motor or whatever else. And we get close and then we can cast on a gator and you snag him. And then, boy, you done hooked into Moby yeah. Dick. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm, it's it's fun, man. Oh, the see, reason why I like this is, is you can ease up to a gator, and a lot of times the gator may not just take off on you. He might just go down. Yeah. yeah. So even like running up on him, and you can, do, you can do the same thing. You can run up on him, and if it's shallow enough and you got the right water, you can see where he's heading. Okay. You, know, you can follow I was gonna a say, why don't you tell you about a bubble follow, trail? You can follow a bubble yep. trail. I was just about to say bubble trails. And you can follow that trail and cast ahead of him, but you also need somebody with a second pole because sometimes they'll move. Now, so here is another turn. big advantage to a pole over a harpoon. If I snag a gator with a pole and I, I thought it was eight feet and I pull it up at six, I can unhook him let him go yep and because the reason you can do that is a lot of people will do this too is on their poles they will shave the barbs off mainly because the barbs on that pole won't do anything for you yeah, right. you can hook them but you're not going to get that barb into them no matter what you try to do the heights are tough yeah well that's like if you hook them along the backside, you see those scoops that i brought along i brought those for reference yeah. right there you're going to get that that hook right up under one of the scoops or something like that and it's not going to go into them so I have still harpooned a gator and have retrieved the harpoon from a gator that I thought was too small. You must not have got it too deep. Cut the barbs on the harpoon. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. That's the reason. Every time I, I have all cut the, them the harpoons, yeah, the harpoons I have in my house, the barbs are cut shorter. Because not only is it easier to get that harpoon in, yeah. but if I have to get that gator up and it's real tired, I can... Granted, it's... Not safe, and you shouldn't try this at it's home. Not very well. Easy. Gator hunting in itself is yeah. not safe. So yeah. no. <laughs> you can you can cut and remove the harpoon from a small gator. Now let's go ahead and clarify this. Uh, there is no safe way to literally hunt a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're Jurassic yeah. World over here, everybody. I mean, that's 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 yeah. how it is. <laughs> Welcome to Florida, also known as Australia Light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, true, but. We just don't have kangaroos, and I wish we did. But so yeah. then we go into we go into the baiting 
portion of that, which is yep. probably, I would say, the well, least common way to do it. Right? Technically, I was, okay, so we talked about getting a second hook and alligator. Right. With that. You also want, if you can get him up, you want to get the harpoon in him, too. Right? Yeah, so you always want to have a harpoon the, on you. The hook get, is going to come out of the gator a lot easier than the harpoon. I'll tell and I'll, placement of the yeah. harpoon's important too. So I'll tell you as well that every time I harpoon a gator, I always keep a second harpoon in my boat because when he gets to the boat, I'm gonna stick a second harpoon in. No matter where the harpoons hit and no matter how tired that gator is, I'm sticking a second harpoon because Oh, same thing goes it's for always, a hook. Yeah. 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 A second hook or a second harpoon. Another thing that's really good is if you get that first hook into him and you've got as long as you keep tension on it, because again, you got no barb. As long as you're keeping tension on it and you get him somewhat close to your boat, eventually he's going to start to roll. He's going to wrap himself in your line. That alone right there is going to help you. So, but before you, all right, now before we go dive into the bait, which I completely forgot about this. And this is a new regulation too, which is pretty freaking cool. Airbows, huh? Airbows, baby. I was just going to say. So so we've always been able to use a crossbow. You've always been able to use like a bow fishing rig or a crossbow. Right, and, and that's a whole other thing. You're pulling up and you're physically shooting a gator with a crossbow or a compound bow with a bow fishing arrow on it, which is you know like it has the same head as a harpoon does. Yeah, and you're buried in the skin and you're throwing a float and then you're you know digging it back. But air bows, man, dude, that kind of makes me. I, I've been kind of teetering on the edge of buying a, one of them air bows, man. Bro, but, so I saw a thing today where a guy said that he has he gave a specific brand. It was on Floor Gator Hunters or something. He said he can shoot his airbow accurately at 60 yards. No Ooh. way. Man. Yes. 60 yards? 60 but yards. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's that's thing. what I said. That's, that's Accurately throwing a, a, a rig with a line on it, though. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be the that's no, be no. difference. He's talking about his airbow with a reel, 60 yards. I mean, he threw, he threw up a picture because somebody posted a thing about airbows. He threw up a picture... And his airbow had a reel and everything on it. He said, "I can accurately get sixty yards." He said, "After sixty, I wouldn't. That's a game I wouldn't changer. trust it. That's a game changer. That's what I'm saying. Sixty yards. And it looks. I, I. They called an airbow, but it, it looks, looks like a, a shotgun. Yeah, it, it's a, yeah. It looks yeah. like a shotgun or rifle, and it just sends the arrow. That's game changer. Dude, that's so they're allowing you give me one of them. That was one. That was one of the questions. Like he posted stuff. People's like sixty yards. Is that with you? He's like. That's with my custom fitted bow fishing rig. That's yep. so, so. It sounds like you spent a lot of money on this. So Hang they on, are, let me check my bank account. They are yeah, allowing you to use that though now. Uh, right? Yes. Yeah, in in addition to crossbows and compound bows for so bow fishing. So the airbow came in with the same regulations as a twenty four hour hunting. Yes. Nice. Very nice. Yesterday, May fourth. That's yep. awesome. May May third. Sorry, today yep. is May fourth. No, I took I took a picture of it um, from their website when I found out about the information about the twenty four seven. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we talked about the bow fishing, which is using a bow, crossbow, airbow is all all the same. You're, you're going to get within a, an accurate distance, and you're going to physically shoot a gator. Your line's going to have a float on the end, and then you would proceed from there. I will say this because that is a pretty decent method sometimes. And see, this is what I think when you gator hunt, you need to keep be able to do multiple methods. Because I had if I'd had yeah. a crossbow on a boat last year. I'd have killed a gator. Yeah, absolutely. I followed yeah. this so gator down a can- that's, I mean, that's twenty why yards down a canal, and he was, you know, ten foot, maybe a little more, like well within range 
of hitting this thing with a crossbow. And again, that, I'm going to say that's why I agree having all three different types of methods to go out and do this is is because you never know. It's it's like when you're out, um, it's when you're out deer hunting and you're like, you see a deer maybe way well without a bow range and you're like, man, I should have set up over there. Well, when you're gator hunting, if you have all three different types of opportunities, you've got endless amounts of options to go Absolutely. out there and chase that gator that you want. Whether if one of them fails, well, now I got backup number two, backup number three. You can go out there and you can get them. There's there's so many options. Yeah, but now don't don't, don't think that. So you can go pick up, dude. You can pick up a surf rod or or, or a deep sea rod at a yard yep. sale or on Facebook Marketplace, twenty thirty bucks. Right, you don't need something super fancy. You can pick up an old bear compound bow to do that with, on again Facebook Marketplace or a yard sale, ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. You can pick up the the Listen, bow fish if, and reel. If now, the bow fish need, and reel well, no, would be a little more right. expensive it's unless so you go with the minimal. old yeah. the old style that has it's like a, a spool, just a spool yeah. in front of your bow. Which I think but would it be perfect. It would, it, it would be because you could have the lot the float hanging on it. On right, the, it, it would that, be right because be you're not trying to reel a gator back in like you would a fish. Yeah, only you're only using that float for a location device, really, just right. so you can get up right next to them. That's it, the only it, thing you're it using it for. Pins your gator to a spot, and then. Dude, you could get all the equipment you need. You could literally hunt three different methods for gator hunting. If you tried, I'd say you'd do it for less than a hundred bucks. You yeah. no, I'm if you really sought out if you minus your tag, yeah. minus your tags. The if you left stick. out the bank stick, yeah, just the methods of hunting, yeah, the bang stick costs you a hundred bucks. So, so you don't yeah. have to kill a gator with a bang stick if you can. <laughs> get its no, mouth FWC closed and specifies no you can use F- a knife you can use a knife okay and sever the spinal cord and then scramble yeah. the brain so let me tell you too though that no. when yeah you, i'm with you, you there know, <laughs> Listen, right, look, on, when you use now. a when you use a bang stick make sure that your gator's head is still underwater well that so thing. right here that gap i can't see but yeah right there right behind that gap if you and hit any, if you hit anywhere above that with that bang stick, you're looking squat. for trouble. It you're looking for squat. trouble too, because yeah. that 44 magnum is gonna bounce off of that. That is, that that's like, dude, that's a this. solid three inches of skull, right? There. I don't care. You're what not the, going through it. I don't care what the History Channel says. That spot you're shooting for is not the size of a penny. No, no, no. no. it's like the size of a softball. Yeah, yeah. really anywhere behind there, but but the the. The reason they say it's the size of a quarter or a penny is because the spinal cord is that. Right. If you, I don't know. I can't see it from where I'm at right here, but right behind there, there's a ball that's about so, that big. That's that's. that's I actually have a, cord, yeah. a video on my phone of a uh, a 12 foot. He's probably close to it. He he was over 12. Gator that we had, quote unquote, killed. And uh, brought all the way to the processor. And the processor ended up having to take... He had like this long metal cord that he had to end up pushing down the gator's spine. Because we had still shot it there, but that thing was just... No. It wasn't giving up. So, uh, and that's that was going to lead me to my next point on on with working with the gator trappers. Is a lot of times you can, you can hit that spinal cord or something along there. That gator is not dead. The second we, after we dispatch the gator, the first thing I do is I wrap his mouth yep. in electrical tape. First thing. Yep. Next thing I do, if the gator's 
a lot of times if the gator's still alive, they'll wrap the feet behind their back and hog time. But first thing you do, you wrap that mouth. I don't care who you are. That mouth and that tail, there are thousands of muscles going yep. through that tail. It, so a lot of times when I hunt gators with the trappers, when after we've dispatched the gator, we have to put a put the tag through their tail. There's like six inches above the tip of their tail. Yep. yep. Right. So FWC actually specifies on their website where you're supposed to put yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So they say it right there. But but six inches above the tip of that tail, right along the bottom, you'll see there's a a fine line, and you just take your knife and you can stick it in there. Don't think that's so easy. It's if not. you've got a big gator and it's he's, not easy. You poke that knife the second the tip of it goes in, his entire tail is going to swing left and right all over the place if you do not have a firm grip of it. A very firm grip of it, I have to say. That tail is going to go left and right, not to mention you've got a sharp, like me, I use a K-bar knife that I've got because it's it's good for dispatching the gator and putting the, the tag in the tail. If his tail whips and my knife is not pointed or I don't have a firm grip on that tail with my foot and the boot down, it's going to whip that knife and it's going to come back at me. It's going to come back at somebody else. So you have to be very careful with that tail. Keep in mind that if you don't take it to a processor, that a gator is essentially an aquatic lizard. Okay. It and is I don't a lizard. know if you have ever taken. It's not essentially. It is. But a it, it is yeah, a it's an aquatic lizard. And uh, if you've ever taken the tail off a lizard at the house, right? You know, I still squirms, right? I have cleaned my own gator. And did I have been like, okay, I'm going to let this thing, like, you know, cut its head off. I'm going to let this thing sit for a while, and then I'm going to uh, come back and clean its tail. Oh, it'll still whoop mm-hmm. the yeah. crap out of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. It still wiggles, all right? Even with the tail cut completely off, the gator has no head. It's just tail. Good luck cleaning it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you're going to need a few I guys. Fought, I fought and fought and fought that thing's tail. Like, I literally had to wrestle its tail to try and clean it. <laughs> now, I think we pretty well discussed the bait method earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Which you're using dowel rods. And, yeah. you know, the way they're swallowing it, using beef or some sort of lung, something that floats, and you're looking for stank. Now, the biggest disadvantage to using bait is that you can't, you have a harder time controlling what size gator takes it. And then once, if you're not paying attention and they, and a, and a small gator takes it, that's your, that's your tag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the disadvantage when it comes to using bait. That's why you have to be so very precise when it comes to throwing a bait near your, one of your gators. If you see a big gator, but he's in with a group of a bunch of other, you know, maybe six, seven foot gators. I mean, don't get me wrong. A six or seven foot gator is a nice size gator either way. But if there's a 12 foot gator, but he's mixed in with a group. I, I would move along and try to find a different gator, one that's got his own territory. If a big gator is out there and he's 10, 11, 12 foot, he's going to have his own territory. He's going to patrol his own area. He's going to make sure that no other gators are coming into his area because he if he sees them, he's going to chase them off. He's going to bite on them. He's going to eat them, whatever. That's what you want to look for when you're using a bait. You want to look for that lone gator. That's, I mean... But not to say there aren't going to be other gators around that'll chase him off. But you want to look for your larger gator that's alone by himself when using bait. And that's another big advantage we've we've come to in the 24-hour period, which I'm really looking forward to, is the fact you that both. you you can be extremely selective. Very. Because you can, you can pick up a gator at noon 
sunning on the bank, a 12-foot gator sunning on the bank, and you can follow him down, run him down, and hook him, whatever you want to do, get bait near him. You, you have the ability to spend a full 24 hours chasing that one 12-foot gator. You're, if he's you're sunning not, on the bank, I'm running up on him and sticking him with a harpoon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean we're going to follow him? That's all the fun him. and... Oh, well, the nice but thing good is luck. when, when good luck. throttle out, buddy. No, no, hey, when you <laughs> throttle up on them like that and they're on the bank, when they take off from the bank, I've done this so many times at my house where the boat ramp is at because they come right up on the boat ramp and they sit there and they bask in the sun. I'll go up and chase them off. When they take off into the water, those jokers run like a bat out of hell and they leave a bubble trail so distinct that you can follow it tooth and nail just right up to where they are. So it's honestly spooking them like that real good for the harpoon is really, I mean, it, it works I, for your benefit. I want to mm-hmm. see the guy on the front of your boat when you run up on the shore to harpoon that gator. I want to see how far he runs when you hit the bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I guarantee so you I ain't running. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I kind of zoned out here because I was, uh, somebody had asked me about trapping gators on my phone and I got on it. But uh, if you are strictly trying to harpoon a gator, you literally have to be on your A game ready to like i have been on some gators that i have literally just about full speed rammed my boat through trees or bushes or something just to get a gator that was up in there and it's like listen son he's right there as soon as we hit you better be throwing your harpoon as soon as we slam these bushes it can get very aggressive and you can get working as a team you can get really mad at each other if if you don't oh, get that throw yeah. because you just spent all that time for nothing yeah. once you spooked them hey it's, if, if you're throwing a harpoon i'm gonna tell you right now you better go ahead and take your man pills yeah oh yeah, yeah. you're gonna need and, them. and listen because i'm gonna tell you right now even if you get lucky enough to draw a tag like george you better take your man pills driving that boat Oh, yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> yeah. sure. Because I have uh, been fortunate enough to have had a passenger that had tags on Lake George. I had tags as well, but I was running the boat. And, uh, you had gonna, George tags? I had somebody that had George tags. Okay, you, you didn't. I have had George county tags. tags. Okay. Okay. Yes, he had George tags. And uh, I can guarantee you that driving the boat, you will get the absolute piss beat out of you. By mullet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Because you're like running, you're like, there's a gator, and you're like running full speed, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're running 30 miles an hour, and then a mullet comes up off the front of the boat, and it's like, slam, center your chest. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to drive the boat. Oh, all right, so, uh, Sid, I, 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 I kind of brought it up earlier, but I want you to yep. tell us, Sid is the most prepared man Oh, yes. I've ever met in the woods. We were like, oh, man, if only we could cook these snipe. He's like, oh, hang on a minute. Bust open this box. Yeah, so so we were out in the small game hunt. We shot some snipe. and, oh, and Bacon I, first. Well, yeah. We cooked the yeah. bacon first. So, so that's what I always do. I don't care where I am. If I'm going out in the woods and I'm planning on not going back into town to grab supplies or grab lunch or something, I'll throw a bunch of shit right in the fridge there, into my cooler, and I'm heading out. So I, I had eggs, I had bacon, and we shot the snipe out there. Well, I got a whole big, uh, I think I bought it at 
Uh, where did I buy it at? Home Depot, I think. One of those big rolling tool chests. They were like 45, 50 bucks at the time. And I can fit every bit of my camping gear into that box. Everything. Now, mind you, now mind you, Sid is driving an S10. Yeah, hey, don't be don't be hating on my S10. I'm not hating on okay. your S10. I'm just I'm trying to explain the, oh, okay. the area in which you're packing yeah. all of this gear you're about to explain. Let's just say I am a master at Tetris, all right? <laughs> I am a genius when it comes. But no, um, but yeah, so anyways, I pack all my camping gear. I've got sleeping bag, I got my tent, I've got my hammock, I've got my Coleman grill, I've got seven to eight cans of propane always in there. 24-7 all the time. Um, and then I got my skillet. And then in the cooler, I packed you know, whatever I want to cook out there. So we were out there on the small game hunt. We shot some quail. And they're like, man, it'd be great if we could cook these quail up. And, and out of the nowhere, they're like, all right, well, let's go. And I got to it. Had it sitting right there ready to go. Had he, some he bacon. Out, and, yeah. I'm talking like a daggum yeah. meal. That's when he say he whips out an iron skillet, I mean, Listen. Sid whipped out a extremely nice iron skillet and yeah. he sits like oh i got potatoes we made french fries we made yep. bacon we made snipe we made uh, it was it was right the there. whole course he meal even right threw there some venison in there yeah i had yeah, oh yeah did. that's right yeah because mm-hmm. uh, the whole reason i brought that was the kid oliver he didn't have any and yeah. i wanted him to have some so yeah yeah, yeah. But it, and Sid has inspired me to create my own box that I I'm gonna carry around next hunting season with with all kinds of cooking supplies. Oh, absolutely. And supplies. I, I, mm-hmm. I you know the nice thing is I always carry around at least a few in that box. I've got your basic necessities for when it comes to cooking something. I've got some spices and that and stuff. Every time I'm at Publix, I'm like, oh, I'm running low on that. Or if I go to Walmart or something, I look. I'm like, I'm running low on this, this, this. I'll grab like two, three, four of what I'm running low on. And I'll throw it in the camping box because I always end up using it. The way I eat dinner every night, pretty much for the most part, doesn't change when I go out hunting. I was going <laughs> to say, the way I eat dinner is the same way that I want to eat dinner in the woods. Yep. Right? Yeah, because absolutely. essentially, I eat wild game at the house already. So when I go to the woods, I want to be able to cook my wild game the same way. I'm going to go on the record right now and say that we're going to do the Ocala small game hunt again this year. Well, it, it would probably be next year, this year, next year. I think I think we could this make season, that This season, 22, camping. 23, yeah. Dude, yeah. we're definitely going out and Making a camping trip? Making a camping Absolutely. trip. Absolutely. I'm 100% awesome. for that because that is, that is my my go-to place for it. Dude, that make was it, a perfect area for it. It, like, it really it a, is. Make yeah. it a full-on weekend event. Yes. Show up Friday night, camp Friday night, Saturday night, hunt, you know, Saturday, Sunday. Absolutely. Good. I got a few good places already picked out. I got to get me a little two-man tent so I can pack my boy in there. There you <laughs> go. But, uh, yeah, but, but like you were saying, Jordan, you know, when you having all that, like you were saying, eating all that wild game, nothing beats, like, from fresh. From, like, I mean, fresh, fresh. Like, when we were yeah. out, when we were out uh, shooting uh, ducks out on a popka, and it was still the swamp chickens were still in season. We shot a few swamp chickens on a bad day, and I showed my buddy Aaron. I'm like, "Hey, this is how you this is how you clean them right here. You grab their legs, put their wings between your feet like that, and you just pull straight up on them, and you get a clean slate right there. Oh, no man. feathers, no breast. I'll have to show you. Have, you're, do you no, know how you're to do missing, it? You're missing the best part. What's that? The legs. Oh, I'm keeping the legs. The, I keep the legs. The legs are so the That's breasts, why he's grabbing the legs and I'm, stepping on the wings. I'm just saying the the, the breasts are tiny. When yeah. You're killing a moorhen, you're getting about as much meat on it. Oh on yeah, I'm as, not as, as as a dove breast. But but the legs are just cuz cuz they listen, when you, if you go and hunt moorhens, 
They don't fly much, nope. but they will run at about mock Jesus across the top of the little <laughs> On bags. top of the water. They're like, yeah. gone. Like, what was that? <laughs> but but no, the reason, I, the reason I brought up the Moorhead whole deal was just because you're talking fresh. I mean, right. we shot some that day on the water. We cooked them that day at my house on Lake Apopka on an open fire flame fire pit right there. I mean... You can't get any closer. Boy, to... you were making smoked mullet the other day. Yeah, I was. You yeah. saw that? Yeah. 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 My grandfather caught that up at uh, up in Palatka. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. But, I mean, it's hard to beat. But that's that's what, that's what the whole point I love being about outdoors. And I think uh, another guy, uh, who was it? Um, uh, Jordan Cam- or Cameron? Or the... Cameron Gordon. Cameron Gordon. I said, we got to pit you two against each other in a small game hunt because I think you, you guys could go oh, good head to head in a competition. Would. Yeah. Yeah. A small game hunt and a small game cook off. Oh, That's man. the same kind of deal right there. Yeah. I think I think we could arrange that next year in Ocala. And I think we should. Because Cameron I, Gordon, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you out now. Cameron Gordon is, he's a small game king. He's a rabbit. Oh, whisperer. I know. Let me tell you, that man is the evil Mary Poppins. He is. <laughs> he is. He is. He he's the alter ego evil Mary Poppins. I am definitely I am all definitely for that though for next year. That sounds like a good time. Well, boys, we've uh we've hit that point. We gotta get to the uh the tip of the week. The tip of the week for some. Briar done text me at like about lunch today. He's like, Now's a good time to start thinking about your tip of the week. So Briar, I'm gonna make you go first. That's all right. You should have been thinking about it all day then. My tip of the week, and I came up with my tip of the week when I texted y'all about it, by the way. Anyways, my tip of the week is... This is the first time... This is the first time Briar has ever been prepared for the tip (laughs) of the week. Go ahead, Briar. Anyways, so don't get too many buddies that that want a gator hunt and get their own tags. And you're the only one with the boat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm I'm thinking like... Oh my gosh! If I draw tags and all of these buddies that I got that are draw tags, I'm like I'm. They're swamped. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna say there is more than one way to skin a cat. Oh yeah. All right, and what I mean by that is there are. It, we discussed it in this podcast. There are so many different ways to go about harvesting a gator, whether it be rod and reel, harpoon, bow fishing, air bow. Now, yeah. Or bait have put multiple aces in your pocket, son, mm-hmm. and and be ready to go with whatever fits the situation. Who wants to go next? I'm gonna kind of piggyback off prior and say, uh, hey, before you put in for gator tags, if you don't have a boat, make sure you got a buddy that does. That's right? actually gonna take you. Yeah, yes, it's actually going to take you, right? So you can still, as much as I complain about it, right? If you put in for tags and you are in my area, I'm not going to travel to Osceola County and hunt with you. But if you put in for tags in my area, I will take you. Even if I don't have tags. I have enough people. That, that I'm taking gator hunting, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put uh, in myself, so my tags are priority. But I'm also going to say, for another tip of the week, that if you put in for tags and you do not harvest your tags, do not forget 
to send your tax back to FWC. Oh, let me tell you, if you don't, they will come to your door and go, and they want your tags back. And they'll hand you a ticket. Yeah. They'll trade you. (laughs) Yeah. You will not be in good. You'll get an email. You'll get an email before they do that. uh, Yeah. But if you if you ignore that email, it goes to spam folder. You get a. Yeah. Yeah. And they're gonna they they are going to give you that ticket. And you will be very angry. It will not be fun. Yeah. You'll pay twice for them tags. Yeah. Sid, what do you got? Well, along with uh, Briar about being prepared, uh, I'm going to go with the old uh, tip of the week, the old double tap. You know, you always hear the word double tap in zombie movies and stuff like that. Well, when you're out gator hunting, if you're lucky enough to get a tag, go ahead and throw the old double tap on the back of the skull of that gator if you're lucky enough to grab one. Because you never know when that gator is going to be out, lights out. I mean, there's a few signs you can tell, but just to be safe. You never know. So I say double tap. Throw another 44 Magnum in the back of that bank stick. Pop another one in the back of the skull just to be safe. I wouldn't call the 44 Magnums cheap. Nope. But they are worth... If They're cheaper than what the hospital's going yeah. yeah. to build. Yeah. The yeah. 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 If you yeah. throw that gator and you get his head up onto the side of your boat and you get him in the boat and he's still going crazy... I'll give you another one. All right. Another tip of the week. All right. So I saw a guy do this when I was gator hunting with him. And I I don't know why it never crossed my mind, but he had a big set of vice grips like you would use for a Craig jig. Right. And before he ever pulled that gator in the boat, he reached on them with those vice grips and clamped his jaw shut. And that's what he used that gator to pull, pull that gator in the boat. Now that right there had that gator's, yeah, had the gator's mouth closed and you could tape it shut around the around the uh, the vice grips. I mean, that was just. I tell you, my method of getting the gator in the boat has always been by the tail. No, but you put them vice grips on there, like the, the, yeah. The, I mean, you want to get his mouth shut first, right? But after his mouth's taped, but it creates a great handle when you get yeah, the yeah, vice yeah, grips yeah. on there. Yeah, I've always chosen. This is just me for preference. That after his mouth is taped, I'm going to use his tail because there's a lot of weight. But it's also long, so it's easy for me to get that tail in the boat, and then I can grab the other side of the legs and kind of roll them into the boat. Yeah, I got a I got a second tip for a tip of the week. So if you're going to be doing uh, your your rod and reel gigging or the snatch, and you're doing it at night, uh, tip the uh, the gator trappers are showing me is you can go on Amazon, you can find these little uh, fluorescent or glow in the dark little rods. They're about Yay big. Yep. They come with a line in between them. About Take two, that. three inches. Yep, yep, about two or three inches. Take that. Tie it maybe, I don't know, wherever you please, wherever you feel is comfortable on the end of your line for your snag and toss it out there when you're working at night. Instead of having a giant glow stick. I've seen people go out there and they tie these big old glow sticks to the end of it. You don't, I mean, you don't need that big of a glow stick on there. Sometimes they break off. These ones are made to attach to your line. And, and they're easy to see. You hit them with a light for about five minutes, and you can toss them out in the water, and you'll see them. They'll stay lit for, oh, I don't know how long, probably 20, 30, 40 minutes. Hmm. Long enough for you to get a cast out and reel it back Oh, yeah, long yeah. enough. And then reel it back in. If you miss, you can go for a second time, plenty of time. Hmm. And it doesn't. It, it's just less drag. You don't have a big old glow stick at the end of it. But now we're talking 24 hours again. Yeah. Yeah, so you can do it in the daytime. Yeah. Exactly. 
Well, that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. We don't have any crazy events coming up. By the time you listen to this, we're on the uh, dang near on the Swanee River or on the Swanee River for our 50-mile canoe trip. And uh, we wish you could have joined us. And uh, keep an eye out for TikToks from that one. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good. I that's, just followed that TikTok account today, yeah. actually. We will, I know we followed you back. Found it, yeah, I saw that. Yep, sure thing. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Adios.